I'm Paul Wiegraf, Director of the Delaware Division of the Arts and your host for today. Joining me in the studio today is Vanessa Simon, here to take us on a personal journey of using the arts as a way to heal and recover from cancer. Welcome, Vanessa. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. Well, I really appreciate your being here to to share this this journey with our audience. So uh, let's start at the beginning of this journey. Sure. So in 2014, about five years ago, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. It was very unexpected. I had no history of it in my family. And it really turned my world upside down. Um, it was, as you can imagine, the hardest words to hear. And uh, as I tried to deal with uh, the diagnosis, the treatments, and the surgeries, I really pulled back into my creative self um, that I had been ignoring for quite some time um, to help me through that time. I, ha- I had been trying, really, I was trying anything is the truth, and, um, and certainly my faith and uh, prayer was something that I relied on heavily. But um, as I tried to deal with the anxiety, I would try you know, to meditate, um, to do different things just to help me. And I found that art was the thing that helped me the most, whether it was writing or uh, taking photos, uh, listening to music. And it just it reignited a passion that I had inside of me since I was a teenager that I had uh, really quite frankly been ignoring and put totally in the back of my life. Now, what what was your uh, involvement in the arts or your... your uh experience with the arts prior to the diagnosis? So I had begun doing photography when I was a teenager, and uh, and I loved it. I would work in the you know, dark room. I participated in different art uh, projects. But then as I became a young adult, I just completely ignored it. I did continue with photography here and there, but um, but it was something that I was just, it was a part of me that I didn't see as useful is the truth. And so, you know, it didn't make me money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it, it, when it came down to it, that was pretty much where, you know, it just went into the background. Um, and I'm, I'm sorry to say that because it was something that I felt really passionate about when I was young and, um, and something that actually really helped me when I was young uh, to express myself. Uh, and then as I became a mother, it, it went even further into the background. I mean, I would take photos of my children, but there just seemed to be no time for it, and it seemed sort of frivolous. Um, so I really ignored. It was a big part of me that I ignored. Now, so uh, with, with the photography that you, you've gotten back in into that, mm-hmm. uh, what is the nature of the photography? Is it uh, are are you are there specific subjects that you're photographing, or yeah. uh, and and how do you sort of integrate that into what you're wrestling with personally? So I, during this time of uh, trying to get healthy, I started doing a 365 project, which is that you take a photo every single day, mm-hmm. and that really that started. Um, bringing me back into it. But what I love to photograph are, is nature. Um, I love being out in nature. That's another thing that is very helpful, I think, in general, when you're trying to recover from 
anything. And um, and, and so I, I focus mainly on uh, photography and nature. So, um, and in in that capacity, uh, I mean, there's so much. There's so many studies about uh, the arts and and healing, uh, regardless of what the ailment is. Um, how how do you find it affecting you physically, emotionally, mentally? Well, for me, it got me outside, which was something that I needed, um, and just it got me out of my head which was also very helpful in dealing with anxiety um, and being, and you know, the combination of being creative and being outdoors, being at the, we have such wonderful state parks here in Delaware, mm-hmm. being at the state parks, um, that combination of actually walking outside, being in the fresh air, being around the trees. I know it sounds very hippie, but the truth is that it, it was so helpful to me. It helped me so much to find healing. Mm-hmm. Now, what what do you do with the photographs that you take? So I have entered some of them into, um, you know, some of the local contests. I, I participated in the In Wilmington photo uh, contest that happens, I believe it happens around this time. Um, and I, you know, the beauty of uh, Instagram mm-hmm. is that, you know, you have an instant uh, audience, um, whether it's it. You know, it's not a gallery, but it's there's an audience there that and a community that you can mm-hmm. build through there. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know, uh, and I don't know if you're familiar with this, but I know the state's government information center uh, occasionally solicits photography. Yes. I think yeah. it's their 360 project. I fr- I okay. should know the name of it, but uh, <laughs> w- we can talk okay. offline about it. Okay, that'd be it, great. I'd I, love I to know hear. if you go to the state's government information center website, there's there's information about it. Nice. Uh, in fact, they have some photographs of Delaware photographers in the mm-hmm. Carville State Office building now. Uh, <clears throat> now, in this in the development of this photography, did you were you able to tap into any other resources or? How did, how did you come about this, and and how have you developed as a photographer? Mm-hmm. So it it um, it's interesting because uh, I was uh, doing photography and also drawing, uh, doing a meditative drawing, and so the two things in conjunction have sort of sparked creativity back in my heart and in my life, and uh, um, I I actually became very open to trying new things. Uh, after this diagnosis, which was um, really a gift, um, I would say. I'm not grateful for the diagnosis, but I am grateful for the the way that it has ignited this part of myself again. And um, I, the one of the first things that I did was um, I participated in a storyteller um, event at the Delaware Art Museum, mm. where uh, we and at that time they had an exhibit of uh, Latino American artists. And they uh, kind of put out a call for people to come share their story of immigrating to the U.S. And I very naively said, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> and it turned out to be a, like a three-month project that mm. was so rewarding, so amazing. I met really wonderful local artists and just really made some great friends and got connected to the Delaware Art Museum. Um, and we presented Really, it was a performance that involved drums and everything, something I would have never done before. Uh, but it uh, through that, I stayed connected with the Delaware Art Museum, and um, I'm, I'm sure you're aware of their Connected series mm-hmm. that they do. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So they asked me if there was any anything that I wanted to contribute to the Connected series, and I met a lovely woman there. Her name is Luisa Ortiz, and her and I uh, sort of had been um, have been affected by cancer at, in different ways, and uh, and are creative people, and so we decided that. Uh, we would like to come up with workshops that would offer that to other people facing cancer or maybe caregivers uh, that are trying to help uh, loved ones. So we uh, put together works. Uh, we call them RS therapy. Um, it's not quite our therapy because they're short workshops that um, we um, put out with in conjunction with other organizations and. Um, offer these workshops uh, so that people can come and be expressive and artistic. It's uh, it's really been surprising how many people don't think that they're creative but really have something in them that mm-hmm. kind of has to come out. And I've actually heard quite a few um, cancer survivors express that, that before cancer they had never had a need to paint or had never a need to create but after the diagnosis, they really felt like they had to. Mm-hmm. It wasn't mm-hmm. even like, oh, maybe I should. It's I, I have to be creative in some way. Now, who who are some of the organ or what are some of the organizations you work with in these yeah. in you know sponsoring these workshops? So uh, the cancer, the <clears throat> Delaware Cancer Support Community, mm-hmm. um, they have been a wonderful partner to us, and they partner with us uh, with these art workshops and, and another uh, program. Uh, the Breast Cancer Coalition. Mm-hmm. Um, Helen Graham has uh, hosted, they host uh, one of our workshops every year. And um, the LACC, the Latin American Community Center, um, also as well. Um, they have been just wonderful, very welcoming, and uh, and definitely the Delaware Art Museum. They have um, taken on, and this started as a, a connected series program, but but now it's a permanent part of their programming. So we're in our third year of hosting these workshops. Mm-hmm. And so we'll do, uh, now we have uh, four workshops that we do starting in the spring into the fall. And at the end of um, of that, we have a celebration at the museum where if people would like to, they can show uh, what they worked on at the workshops. And it could be painting. Um, we did one workshop with ceramics, which was really fun. Um, or we uh, we did another one with watercolors, so they could choose to um, show and come celebrate with their families. Mm. And we also try to provide resources at um, at the celebration. And uh, one uh, addition that we did last year that just turned out to be wonderful, and we're going to do again this year, is a grief drumming um, mm. session by Josh Robinson. He's just a wonderful drummer, and um, and it doesn't sound fun because it's it's grief r- drumming, sure, <laughs> but it's sure. so wonderful. It's therapeutic. Very, yeah. very therapeutic. Yeah. And he's a wonderful teacher because he takes somebody. I, I'm i not personally very rhythmic, uh, but he makes you feel like you can do anything. And the process of it really is very, very therapeutic. And these are at the Delaware Art Museum? Yes. Um, whose, whose website, I believe, is delart.org. That's right. Okay. And um, our event this year will be October 20th. Um, it's a Sunday uh, from 1 to 4 p.m., and we, um, we're we really excited because we've actually extended the celebration a little bit by two hours, and um, we're really excited 
to host everybody. And even if you haven't participated in the workshops, it's a great time to come out and see, uh, to support people in the community who have unfortunately been touched by cancer. Now, I'd like to continue to hear about your story, but let me first remind our listeners that you are tuned into Delaware State of the Arts here on News Radio 1450 WILM and 1410 WDOV. Our guest in the studio today is Vanessa Simon, taking us on a personal journey using the arts for healing, uh, particularly in the face of, of uh, cancer diagnosis. Now, Vanessa, you talk, you've talked about the photography and the, the storytelling. Uh, you are not a trained professional artist, is that correct? I am not. <laughs> so talk about that evolution and uh, uh, increasing um, comfort and interest yes. in using the arts a- mm-hmm. as an avocation. Yes, it's um, it's definitely um, I've been a learning experience. Um, even saying that I, I'm artistic or I'm an artist feels so incredibly uncomfortable, and I think that most people can relate to that. Uh, I think that we're given messages all our lives that uh, being creative is only for certain people, mm-hmm. um, that being artistic is only for certain people, or if you're you know, art is up on a gallery, on a, an exhibit, then you're successful. Um, but I've really come to uh, redefine that in my for myself. Um, I am an artistic person because I am. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't need uh, letters behind my name to tell me that I am. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I just know that I am because I feel it when, when I'm not being creative. I feel how it affects me um, when I'm not, you know, participating in creative projects, I see how there's some, there's a part of me that I'm ignoring. So, um, so that, you know, in itself has been a big learning, um, process for me and I am self-taught and yeah, as far as photography and drawing goes, um, I have received, uh, since starting these workshops, I have received certification to teach uh, a meditative art method, Hmm. um, called Zentangle. Um, you have to be certified. It's a trademarked um, process, and um, and I I also received a scholarship to to get that um, certification. I was really mm. proud of of being able to do that, and I have started teaching that to p- other people who think they are not creative. <laughs> mm. And it's so wonderful to watch. There's this uh, friend of mine who had not uh, picked up a pen to draw or a pencil to draw since she was very young and now she's in her 40s Mm. and we started I started showing her this meditative art method and she the next week that I saw her she had all these supplies that she just felt so excited about you know about showing me and then the following week she came in with like notebooks Mm. of works that she had been (laughs) working on (laughs) and then she had this binder filled with you know there we use uh three and a half by three and a half tiles to do centangle and she had binders filled with these tiles that she had been working mm-hmm. on. And mm-hmm. it just, it was so inspiring to see that. Um, and that's, that's what I love um, about the arts is that really w- once it ignites in you, it's, it's something that you just, you can't deny it. You can't express it. Nobody has to tell you you're an artist. You just are. Mm-hmm. What, what I'm hearing in, in your talking about your, your personal journey is that the the arts, while they are were, were kind of kindled within you, uh, in individually, uh, 
it, uh, for lack of a better word, in isolation, it also has allowed for you to have not only a personal outlet, but also social connections. Yes. Could you Could you speak about that and how that in and of itself is therapeutic? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I really believe that we're made to be connected to one another, and this is a great way to do that. Um, I mean, I've met so many people from whether it's in the art world, you know, or just even my own my own family, my own friends who um, are really do not believe themselves to be creative. It's really fun, actually, for me to show somebody that they can be creative, even if they think they don't. I'm, I mean, I, f- I feel like um, I don't know if this answer your, answers your question, but I feel like um, my children are growing up in a very supportive, creative environment but mm-hmm. my my youngest son will say that he is not a, a creative person but he has notebooks of stick figures that he draws right. into battles you know mm-hmm. and and so um i i love i love um i love seeing how somebody can change their mind about that and how just by simply being around other people who are encouraging um can change that for them and i and i feel like I've had several people just be very supportive of what I'm doing. I, I'm Sarah Lynn Rosenfeld and Jonathan Whitney from the Delaware Art mm-hmm. Museum come to mind right away because they they really have gotten behind these workshops and um, have made it a part of the museum and they see the value and um, in how art can help people uh, and and also, not only that, how you can be an older, I am in my 40s, and how, you know, you could be older, but still have a chance of starting something fresh, something new. Um, and they have created so many outlets really there for creativity that um, that's, you know, part of that whole community mm-hmm. that helps each other. Do you see in, in your experience that the arts are a way to... Uh, not not only release but sort of express what you wrestle you must be wrestle with internally. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I I really um, struggle with a lot of fear, you know. And I am a person of faith, but you know, fear is fear, and there mm-hmm. are things in life that are that bring on real fear. Mm-hmm. And um, and having. Uh, you know, sitting down and drawing something, even if it's small, helps you to turn off that part of your brain that's telling you, be scared, mm-hmm. you know, be anxious, you know. And that's, I mean, that's what I personally love about um, Zentangle in specific. It's because I've seen how it really just turns off that part of your brain that is trying to, in a way, work against you, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I... I've also seen um I've also seen how you know what you were talking about the community that you build around you how mm-hmm. that that helps so much with that. So it is it's an expression but it is also a community a communal mm-hmm. experience. Now you alluded to something earlier and and that is, you know, oftentimes we think we're not an artist because our painting's not hanging yes. in a gallery somewhere. Yeah. But uh I know our agency, the Division of the Arts, we, we look at art in, in different ways. 
<clears throat> there's art as a product, but there's also art as a process. Mm-hmm. And what I hear you talking about is using the arts as a process yes. for healing, for for dealing with the, the challenges that you face and for, for expressing that. Could you speak to that, just how the, the arts as a process for you and the people that you, you see in these workshops and how they benefit from that process without worrying about what the final product yes. looks like? I think trying to get somebody not to worry about what the final product will look like is the hardest thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, as we, these workshops are usually about two hours long, and we do hire a professional art therapist. Um, and as we're talking, and as you know, we're getting some instruction from the art therapist. I see people relax. Um, I think it, they come to it. Sometimes people can come to it very nervous and very, you know. Um, just not knowing what to expect but then I see that as they're just around other people that they start relaxing as they see that somebody else makes a mistake mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they start relaxing you mm-hmm. know and that's yeah. one of my favorite things um, and it's actually a, um, an idea you know that I've gotten from Zentangle that it's that there are no mistakes and Zentangle there you don't use a pencil you use a pen because there are no mistakes mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Those mistakes are opportunity to be creative. Mm-hmm. And I think even taking that small concept into your life that bad things that happen are an opportunity, hard things that happen are an opportunity, mistakes that you make are an opportunity, that that small concept is just mm-hmm. it's just so helpful. Well, and that's that's a wonderful way to conclude. We're we're running out of time. I th- this is a topic that we could go on um <laughs> At great length, but Vanessa Simon, I really appreciate you sharing your story with us and talking about some of the really great work that that you're doing, that your your peers are doing in vo- um, I will say avocational art, mm-hmm. using art to to uh, to process uh, a, a really difficult challenges in our lives, yes. and for sharing what uh, organizations like the Delaware Art Museum mm-hmm. are doing as well. Thank you so much. Thank you so much.